Welcome to MIT Supply Chain Frontiers from the MIT Center for Transportation and Logistics. Each episode features center researchers and staff who welcome experts from the field for in-depth conversations about business, education, and beyond. On today's episode, CTL's Ken Cottrell speaks with MIT CTL research scientist Maria Jesus Sainz about how companies are using AI and machine learning to develop novel key performance and key learning indicators to train mathematical models during digital transformations. Take it away, Ken. Uh, welcome to the Frontiers podcast. Hello, Ken. Thank you very much for inviting me. Really a pleasure. In this episode, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and machine learning in the context of key performance indicators and how that technology can improve supply chain KPIs. And in one of your presentations, you do say that um, something like 75% of executives believe that functional KPIs should be achieved with AI and ML. So why is that? Yeah, this is a very interesting question. So I think that first we need to, to define what AI uh, means in the context of supply chain management, right? So the idea is that a certain machine could be a device or could be a robot or could be maybe an algorithm performs cognitive functions that are typically associated with human minds. Like for example, perceiving or learning or interacting with the environment or with the stakeholders, right? Problem solving. In that context, just for the machines to have anchor points in which they can interact in their decisions becomes key. Because at the end, the machine needs some uh, a structure in order to propose whatever kind of decision or whatever kind of analysis. So in that context, these anchor points are the KPI, the key performance indicators. This is why in order to take advantage of all the effort that we made uh, for uh, all the investment that we made uh, behind of AI implementation or machine learning implementation, it's important to have a clear picture of what do we expect. And here is where, I mean, KPIs has a very important role. Yeah. Right. Additionally, I would like to highlight that in the new digital era, we, um, in the perfect scenario, of course, we will have different layers of data, right, that will be connected, represented different units or entities, could be, for example, an SKU, how is manufactured, how is from end to end delivered to my customer, right? But this, this SKU has a logistic service provider that is helping in the last mile delivery on the right. uh, transportation one level. So in that regard, so it's so important that all these layers of data are connected. And then we can put anchor points that are the KPIs in order to improve this process. So then first we need to connect these layers of data and then we need to put anchor points in order to improve the efficiency of all these processes that are connected, right? So this okay. is why KPIs are so important for supply chain and are also so important for, uh, for AI and machine learning. Understand. So AI and ML can play a critical role in determining which KPIs are measured and, and how they are measured. So can you explain that and, and perhaps use one or two examples? KPIs are, uh, have a key role in, in structuring the way AI and machine learning things, right? So let's put an example um, in the forecasting. This is a typical setting in supply chain where machine learning has been implemented and then it's growing quite a lot. 
Okay. In that particular context, the typical KPI will be uh, what is my forecasting accuracy. Then we can allow the system, we can allow the AI system just to emulate the human mind in order to improve their predictions, right? So then maybe we can start incorporating new uh, information and new data sources that are coming from the exterior of the company, right? So let's say maybe they could come from uh, forecasting, uh, weather forecasting, I mean. Uh, they could come from certain government policies. So in that regard, it's important that then we connect all these sources in order to be able to improve the forecasting accuracy. As then, for example, maybe we can measure what is the delta? What is this improvement in forecasting accuracy after integrating, I mean, outside sources of data, right? right? So then again, this is why, I mean, the combination of AI and material learning, assuming it's a dynamic, dynamic process that it should learn or has the opportunity to learn. Maybe others, they will not learn, but there is the opportunity to learn from what? From the performance itself, but also from incorporating new sources of data or maybe just to interact with the insight of the human that could increase this cognitive capability that we just mentioned, right? So then this is why, I mean, the integration of AI and KPIs can have a, a very good role working, working together. Okay. Maybe we can put another example, right? For example, uh, let's say, um, imagine that we are creating a digital platform in which we are promoting the collaboration of different retailers coming from different segments. Let's say grocery with restaurants in the online delivery, right? And for example, dry cleaning services that are in the same geographic area. Yeah. These three partners are different partners by nature with even with different KPIs in terms of their sales because the right. nature of the products or the services are different. But in terms of the last mile delivery, they have common KPIs. So can they share their logistics flows and can they share their KPIs in order to be more efficient in terms of their logistics? Can, for example, they create a new KPI uh, just designed to create density while they are collaborating? Who is contributing in a higher manner to creating this density, right? Maybe this partner could be incentivized if we integrate this new KPI based on density or the contribution to density. And okay. then maybe we can connect this new KPI of density and contribution to density from each of the partners, maybe in the increasing on uh, or improving on on-time delivery. Right. That is the real KPI of all these three partners working together in last mile delivery, right? So these are like two examples about the beauty of KPIs and, 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 and AI and machine learning, but especially the different nature of KPIs in all these interactions, right? So we can have KPIs yes. that are more focused on the process itself, for example, last mile delivery, on-time delivery, but also thinking about new set of KPIs that can be artificially created in order to trigger the improvement of the main, main performance of that particular process. Okay, right. so, so what you're saying is that in the platform example, uh, the AI ML technology would actually identify the opportunity for sharing density, for example. Yeah. Uh, and yes. then, so by doing that, then you would develop the KPI to measure the effectiveness of that feature. 
Yeah, you are totally right. And maybe yeah. we can identify not only the KPI, but also maybe the partner who is better contributing to improving this on-time delivery. Yes. Because maybe this partner is creating more density, or maybe this partner is providing more flexibility in the last mile delivery that could benefit other partner and could benefit on the synergy of the three of them. Understand. So somehow we should recognize this contribution, right? And maybe to incentivize to in certain periods of time of peaks in the delivery in this kind of platform, maybe we could incentivize more flexibility, right? In order right. to reach more efficiency. So right. then we should measure flexibility. This is the summary, right? Let's create a new KPI in terms of flexibility because it's helping okay. in the efficiency, right? So having established those KPIs using AI ML in that way, can the technology also be used to optimize the KIs you've already got, you, you actually, you've actually established? Can it optimize those KPIs? Yes, uh, yes. For example, in this case, imagine that we are having, let's say 100 partners. Can we focus on those partners, maybe clustering, right? This is an unsupervised machine learning approach. Can the platform cluster in a dynamic manner these partners for this weekend that maybe is gonna be busy due to the weather, and then can we cluster them in order to discover what are the best performance, right? And based okay. on the best performance, discovering what are the antecedents, what are the other parameters that are triggering this kind of better contribution to efficiency, right? right. So then, and then they will start optimizing, just discovering patterns. Or maybe we can use another method typically, right, to, to be prescriptive, finding the optimizing function. And then what is the, I mean, formulation that is helping us just to optimize, maybe including this new incentive for the flexibility, right? So Understand. we are playing with the ultimate, I mean, uh, performance KPI that maybe is on-time delivery, and what are in the middle other KPIs like density, contribution to density, contribution to flexibility from the different partners that we could create a system of incentives in order to impact ultimately in, a, in the on-time delivery. And, and you're also, I think, by implication, you're also saying that, that that process will also or could also identify new KPIs, that KPIs that the companies involved never even used before. Yeah. So, so um, we have worked with some companies that are developing this kind of digital strategy, focusing the, their attention on certain strategic vision, right? Right. I want to develop, for example, a synchronized uh, network. Right. So, but how I measure this vision, how I measure how, what is the degree of synchronization of my supply chain, right? So then can I define what synchronization means for me and for my suppliers? Can I transfer the new KPI to my suppliers in order to incentivize my joint synchronization with my suppliers? then maybe measuring these kind of monitors and also where are the gaps? Maybe the gaps are with certain suppliers or maybe the gaps are in certain regions or maybe answer certain disruptions. Let's try to focus on solving these gaps in synchronization in order to keep improving my end-to-end my -end supply chain, right? Right. Mm. Now you mentioned digital strategy. Where should this you know, the process of using AI and ML to improve KPIs, where does that sit in a digital strategy? 
This is a great question because what we have observed also with the company that we have been working with is that they think that this is a kind of AI machine learning is a kind of cocktail machine in which yeah. we are putting all our data. Let's uh, allow the system and the algorithm to discover because it's unsupervised, right? And the system will discover their way. This is not the magic is not in that way, right? So right. what we have observed that AI machine learning is so context dependent. So what we can apply for maybe certain product categories cannot be generalized to all the product categories, right? Because it depends, for example, how novel is my product in the market. Yeah. I mean, can be substituted with other product, can be cannibalized by other product, or maybe the region is different in terms of forecasting, in terms of demand, because there is more uncertainty, or maybe the supply chain planners are not so good in right, training right. the system, right? So then uh, is, is, this is the, the, the most difficult part because the effort and the investment you need to put in order to build your machine learning AI system are huge. And then you are expected to scale by generalization, but it's not. The way of scaling is just by contextualization, right? So then let's discover what are the context parameters in order to be able to translate to other contexts, but develop the, the adaptation to this context. And then right. maybe in some cases it needs just to redevelop the machine learning. So it's so context dependent. This is one, one um, feature. Other feature that is also very dynamic. So since we are expecting the machine learning to learn, then we should assume that it's a dynamic process. That when we are integrating a forecasting system during the first weeks of the of the launching of the product is not the same that that after 100 weeks right or after one year right or if maybe if we are having another product that can be a mirror in yeah. terms of forecasting for this particular product so again is context dependent purpose dependent uh, is dynamic so we should be prepared for observing and capturing how the I mean, mature learning, the AI system evolves because learning should be the beauty, right, of the, of the system, but also we should be prepared to embrace the opportunities of this learning, right? right. So we should observe what is going on in this evolution of the AI or mature learning system. So as the algorithms learn then, is it sometimes necessary to go back and revisit the KPIs and maybe modify or even, even introduce new ones? Sometimes the, the system learns in a, in a biased way, something that we don't expect. In this, this particular case, we need to, especially at the beginning, right? We need to observe very carefully how the system evolves, right. just to make sure that it evolves in the right direction, just to um, monitor what are the outcomes, um, just the expert, even to help the system to put the right parameters, right? In order to help the system maybe to, okay, now we are going to have uh, we expect a certain disruption. So then because a certain government in certain country is gonna make certain announcements. So let's be prepared, right, right for this. Right. And so then somehow we need to, to, to guide the system, especially at the beginning. So yeah, we need to come back sometimes and then to assume that sometimes is, uh, is we could have mistakes in this prediction or in the behavior of, of the system. 
you make a very good point that the environment is very dynamic and we've certainly seen that in the past you know year or two with covid but does that imply that ai ml will become even more important in improving kpis yeah i think so and uh because then what we would expect is to have more and more data right and the way of structuring understanding the data and taking advantage of this data is putting um i mean different sets of kpis yeah so then, uh, of course, we will continue making decisions with the more traditional KPIs in right. a kind of regular mode. But maybe under, under certain circumstances, right, maybe we could focus more on how we could solve a particular disruption. So let's put a zoom there and then let's deploy all, let's deploy other, I mean, KPIs that could generate certain scenario. Right. And then we will go up again and then let's continue in the regular mode and then let's go deeper because we are going to launch a new product right so let's go deeper into more deployed kpis right, right? and then we right. will continue on 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 that yeah kind of okay thing. now you, you've provided a lot of great advice really uh, to listeners on some of the pitfalls to watch out for when you're applying ai and ml in this way is there anything else you'd like to mention in terms of challenges that companies should be aware of so I will recommend think about the KPIs in a new way. It's not the more the traditional way. Yeah. So for example, how we can monitor the improvement of my AI machine learning in order to help my digital transformation journey. So there I need to focus not only the KPIs, but also in the delta of the KPIs, what we call in our research key learning indicators. Right, in which, okay, we are monitoring the delta, the improvement of these KPIs. And what are the different factors that are triggering or driving this improvement? Mm? So then uh, this will help us just to scale the efforts that we are doing in machine learning or AI systems in the right direction, because we will discover how the system is evolving. Okay. So yes, again, these different layers of KPIs in terms of the process, that are being uh, supported by, by AI, but also key allies, key learning indicators, how my transformation is being progressing. Because also this monitoring this improvement is gonna also increase the motivation of the people who is affected by the digital transformation. And also we can transfer lessons learned to other contexts. This will be one advice. Other important advice is that um, sometimes implementing AI machine learning is a new way of thinking. So in some cases, we need to redesign our, uh, our supply chain processes because the way of thinking, the way of making decisions could change. The way of, for example, implementing end-to-end -end supply chain planning maybe will change. The way of communicating with my commercial department in order to have a sales and operation planning since we are gonna uh, have a um, very rich flow of data, will change. Yes. So then it's not only just to translating what we are doing right now with our, with our current operations or our current processes, is that we need to, I mean, sometimes to redesign the process from scratch with a white piece of paper and saying, okay, how we are expecting to run this process with these opportunities driven by data and by AI or material learning. Understand. Good advice. Well, Maria, that was great. I really appreciate your time. Thank you.
Thank you very much for inviting me. A pleasure. Thanks. Thanks, Maria. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this edition of MIT Supply Chain Frontiers. My name is Arthur Grau, Communications Officer for the Center. I invite you to visit us anytime at ctl.mit.edu or search for MIT Supply Chain Frontiers on your favorite listening platform. Until next time. <laughs>